0: Get 60% off at com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Listen. Hello and welcome to NVC IGN's Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Casey DeVrites, and today we will be talking about some unfortunate cancellations due to the COVID nineteen virus, Mario Day, and Reggie joining GameStop's board of directors. Mm-hmm. Today I am joined by Big Mareep, the IGN sheep. Pretend- Big Mareep has arrived. She's here. We did mm-hmm. it. We'll talk about that too. Mm-hmm. I'm also here with Zach Ryan.
2: Greetings, and, and Brian Altano. I also feel like a $500 sheep today.
1: <laughs> $500 sheep. Yeah. If you guys don't remember, I tried to peer pressure Pear into purchasing as a $500 Pokemon stuffed animal and he said no. No. But we could get peer pressure him into giving us $20 for it, which we also, Janet and I also did, to 25 other people in the office, including Zach Ryan. Yeah, we
3: really rallied around this one. We came together, we all pitched in our $20 bills, and we got that big sheep here, just like we needed and wanted. So. Yeah, you guys
2: went with the like GoFundMe Kickstarter approach. We did. Which is a, it's a you know, a It's a time to,
3: share. a grassroots mm-hmm. sort of movement.
2: It is a yeah.
1: time share sheep.
2: It's
3: a grass type sort of movement.
2: She I has. For- <laughs> I forgot to chip in money. I would have- um, but oh, I, I, I would have <laughs> in
3: money, but I don't care about Pokemon. Yeah, that <laughs> too.
2: Um, but I was specifically like, I was like, I, I want to support you guys. So you get this thing. But I also don't want it anywhere near me. But now I have to host a show with it. So yep. hey, Mareep.
1: At least today. But hey, we're, we're going to have an entire video on the story of Big Mareep and everything you need to know about her in a separate video. So for yeah, we are. We we shot that. Okay. Remember that, that group photo we did? That is in the video. Great. Tayo did a great job. Producing that as well, who's also our NBC producer. I'm excited to put that video up. This was, is a sneak
2: peek. Was that all the people that chipped in for the sheep?
1: It wasn't. We couldn't get all of, 26 of us together in the same room at the it's same time. Get,
2: uh, it's hard to get four people together in the was, same room at the yeah. same time. Was there anyone in that photo <laughs> that didn't chip in for the sheep? No. Yeah, John davison
1: Oh, John, you're right. Because
2: yeah. I almost snuck into the back of it, not thinking. I was like, oh, it's a picture. I'll get in the picture. Yeah. And then I realized it's sort of like when you go to uh like the picture day for like a. A, a yearbook thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you don't actually go to that club for the rest my of the
3: year. Junior year yeah. of high school, my junior year of high school, my buddy and I did uh, how many uh, <laughs> like club photos could we crash? <laughs> so we were in like a bunch of different club photos that year in the yearbook. I did that with stupid. the French
2: club, and then I showed up for like the yeah. brunch on the last day, and I was like, "Ooh, Nutella!" And <laughs> they were like, "You're not in this club." And I was like, "I'm in the photo, you crazies!" Oh
1: man, look, Brian, you guys are sneaky sneaks. Yeah, we're
2: troublemakers. Yeah.
3: yeah, that's right.
1: It's okay.
2: That's why we work here now. Into <laughs> the real jobs.
1: So, uh, on to <laughs> less happy news than giant Pokemon. Uh, NBC 500, well, correction, the live audience portion of NBC 500 is unfortunately canceled due to COVID-19 concerns. Um, we actually just learned of a COVID-19 case just a few blocks from our office, and we don't feel comfortable encouraging people to travel at this time to come to our event. Um, so yeah it's a, it it's a bummer like sorry. It's an
3: unfortunate it's an unfortunate side effect of this you know like officially a pandemic now but uh it, honestly it's a safety first move and mm-hmm. like you know Pear talked it over with all of us and he was disappointed as well but it's just not something that is uh advisable or, or really feasible at this time to have yeah 150 people come to our office and shake hands and give hugs and talk about nintendo so instead we're going to be doing a live stream um mm-hmm. same sort of content that we would have mm-hmm. had planned for the live show i think the only real exception is that you know we won't be able to meet and greet and mm-hmm. uh we won't be able to trade hot fruits yeah. uh, on animal crossing day but. but we hot fruit yeah you guys ever eat hot fruit you ever <laughs> in just a, like, like in a pie you ever like, just pop like a, a like nice, an apple sauce you ever just pop pop like a nice melon in the in the microwave and just see how that you know, you
1: know what like baked apples are actually pretty good that's true
3: yeah that sure. is yeah.
1: a hot fruit. Think about a cobbler. I'm I I talking re- about?
3: try to Peaches. have three or four warm bananas before bed.
2: Every
1: day. <laughs> anyway, <That's so> <laughs> that will, live I, stream.
2: I will add real quick that although this news is devastating, if you're listening at home, um, you can sort of lessen the impact a little bit of uh, by watching the video mm-hmm. where Casey is explaining this while sitting next to a, a giant <laughs> sheep who's just dead it's on make, staring at the camera make the yeah. things entire time. Happier.
3: Very, yeah. There um, we go.
2: See, yeah, I, I can give, hear any just news give her with pats that.
3: And everything's fine. <laughs> we, we've got a, you know, we've got a lot of surprises in store. We've got some really cool. Uh, Different kind of panels and topics that we were, we're planning out. So I think it'll still be worthwhile for Nintendo NBC fans to tune in and, and see what we've got cooking because, like, I, I'm really proud of the way that the show is coming together. I'm disappointed that we don't get to get up there in front of, mm-hmm. you know, our audience and, and kind of ham it up that way. But I think it's still going to be a lot of fun. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, we're going to have it set up like uh, if anybody's tuning into our new show, uh, IGN+. Plus, where we're interacting with chat and things like that. So I think it's it's potential to be pretty cool still. Yeah, yeah, so
1: it will benefit you to watch live because then you can still interact with the chat and ask us questions and talk with us. And we will try to be interacting with that as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, it will be 1.30 to 4 p.m. Pacific time on March 20th, which is Animal Crossing Day. And we're still planning on doing our giveaways that we had planned during the actual show as well for those who were able to get tickets. Um. So yeah, look out for that. We're also still having a special 500 shirt. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. being revealed soon, and I'm very excited for that to go up as well.
2: The uh, hot fruit buffet will be canceled. though. Yeah, the catering no hot. Company was, no was not able to help.
1: I'm us I'm sad. We won't be getting pizza and cake that day. I was looking forward to my free pizza and cake.
3: Well, I mean the orders are already out, so we still might get that pizza. Oh man, and cake. what really? if we just have like pizza for 150 people? Just show up at. The I mean, office. I'll take Ooh, home. Oh boy, free I'm getting pizzas. fat again. Yeah. <laughs> It's it. my favorite kind of problem. Um,
1: but we are still planning on doing a live NVC event sometime this year when yeah. it, uh, the environment is safer and we know more of what's going on and things aren't so up in the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So stay stay tuned for that. We'll figure it out and let you know as soon as we know. Um again, I'm sorry, but thank you for your support and we really hope you still tune into the live stream. We would very very much appreciate it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Come on Mic- out. Microwave with some melon at home and <laughs>
1: <laughs> snuggle up with us yeah just pretend Hot you're here to
3: do <laughs> as it's um, known
1: so in other news for events that are canceled maybe not quite as important as n p 500 live but e3 was also canceled as of last night
3: such a bummer this I'm morning so we g- got the official word yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so this is like such a major bummer for the industry and for the fans and mm-hmm. everybody involved you know like I think that there was there was a time a couple of weeks ago where all of us were, were you know, when e, uh, the ESA issued that statement that they were still going ahead full steam. Yeah, that was and just that,
1: last week. I thought everything... Was that last it week? It was yeah. last week. That, I
3: thought that was like two weeks ago. But yeah, yeah uh, you know, I think that we were sort of in a bubble of thinking like, okay, we should be able to to get a lockdown on this situation and, and mm-hmm. you know, E3 will still, you know, be the thing that we know and love Um but the, yeah, this morning they announced that it it is in fact canceled, which the more I thought about it, the more it makes sense because the amount of money, the amount of pre-production and planning that goes into that, like you can't, you can't call quits on it in May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you, like yeah. it would be completely financially irresponsible on their end to, to put the kibosh on it that late in the game. So like, I think in terms of that planning and pre- preparation now is the time, like, even if somehow by you know mid-April we found some kind of cure to this virus or know how to contain it a little bit better it would just be completely irresponsible for them to not mm-hmm. cancel it now right so, yeah. is it, there
1: is a chance that it could be canceled as Zach you're saying canceling it the week before would suck for everyone that's what so happened, much more that's what
3: happened with um with South GDC. by Southwest yeah and yeah. Yeah. GDC where it was like people were you know already gearing up to to come out to San Francisco to head to Austin for South by and mm-hmm. then they were saying like, oh, yeah actually it's canceled so there been, a week is just not yeah. enough time
1: there've been conferences in other industries that were canceled 12 hours before yeah.
3: what was that conference <laughs> that, i was trying to remember um, i heard it on a podcast too where might they were have talking been f- about
1: it a physics or yeah. teaching some
3: some sort of yeah like um, academic conference yeah yes. new
2: york city literally just canceled a, this sounds like a joke, but it's real. They canceled a coronavirus conference today because of coronavirus. Wow. That's
3: a little on the nose. Isn't yeah. It? yeah,
2: right? Well, you you yeah. shouldn't put anything on the nose anymore. That's what uh, they say. Oh, no. the uh, The thing about this that's like... I think it's like... I think it's bittersweet for a lot of people. I think there's a, a small pocket of people who are like, good, E3 needed to go away anyway, or we'll still get our news. Um, I... I, I can't stress this enough, but E3 is so much more than
3: just press conferences. Right. It's so much more than just news. So is GDC. So does PAX. Um, uh, our, our friend Greg Miller was tweeting about this just this morning. Like, yeah. you know, what you're saying is like so much more happens at E3 than just the press conferences. It's mm-hmm. it's hands on impressions. It's indie developers talking with major publishers. It's it's so many of these things that go on behind the scenes that just are gone now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's small games uh, securing a publisher for the first yeah. time. It's contractors. It's uh, uh, right, hotel yeah. people, it's restaurants, yeah. it's you know, it's uh, vendors, it's I mean, it's, I, it's everything, and it, it's, whether or not you like E three or hate E three, um, it's. E3 is not the story here. E3 is endemic of a, of a bigger picture here. This is happening to sporting events, late night shows, every every single thing that involves a
3: gathering of, of yeah. a certain amount of people. My my band is playing a show next week and I, we were talking about it at rehearsal, but it was like San Francisco has issued a statement like mm-hmm. any public gathering of more than 50 people is ill-advised and sh- like should yeah. consider being canceled. So we're kind of just waiting to hear from the promoter because... I assume that that they'll get the eighty six too. Yeah. My my
1: fiance teaches he teaches art classes yeah. for a living and all of his classes this week were canceled. God. So and he and uh, it's a it's it, a it, hard time. And a,
3: a, <laughs> Apologies, sorry I kicked that out of there. And a, apologies to folks, I know that we're you know however many minutes into the show and haven't really hit Nintendo stuff, but this is something that I think especially just coming off of the news this morning has just really affected all of us and Mm -hmm. it's still something that we're kind of processing. So forgive us as we kind of work this out live on the air. But yeah, Yeah. it's it's a huge, huge deal for us, both business-wise and personally because E3 is an opportunity to see the people that you know and love in the industry that you don't really get a chance to see all mm-hmm. the time. So it's it's a bummer for sure.
2: Yeah, I always describe E3 as um, the, the time where you get to meet video game developers and hear their stories when they're yeah. at their sort of most passionate. Yeah. They've mm-hmm. been head down, hunkered down in a studio for years and years working on something. They reveal it to the public on like a Monday or a Tuesday morning or a Sunday evening. And then they come out and they get on camera and they do shows and interviews and press. And they get to talk about this thing that they're so deeply passionate about and been working so hard with so many people and I want that to continue, I think it will continue. So I think a lot of those things are going to happen from a Nintendo perspective. Obviously, we'll still get directs and stuff like that. But Nintendo's booths at E three were so historically cool. some of the awesome. most magical places. I was on Earth.
1: so excited to see what it would be. Yeah, yeah and I mean now we don't. I I hope they at least release maybe some like concept art or yeah. just like this is floor
2: what plan, a plan or something. Right. Yeah. Last year they had basically an entire stadium uh, centered around Pokemon. They had those dioramas based on Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the year before or last year they no, also last had, year they had Luigi's Mansion. mansion mansion that, too yeah that awesome like it was like a disney haunted style haunted, yeah. haunted mansion yep. it was amazing i mean there was a year where they decked out the entire thing around breath of the wild and it was almost yeah, like, it a, was like it was Hyrule like a, field a ride like going through yeah. different sections of it um, and I'm going to really really miss that because I think that's like a really important thing it's also it's, it's where Nintendo connects with Indies and, mm-hmm. and and smaller devs and you know that that has been such a huge part of the switch's success story right is, is helping to tell those smaller stories too and connecting those with a larger audience putting those on the eShop next to the big ones like Mario and Zelda and I really really hope that um, all of those things can t- continue to happen but this this will have this will have ripple effects all across our industry yeah. and others for
3: for years to come let's talk about what we can expect from Nintendo obviously I think we're still gonna get a, a big uh, non e3 press conference like yeah. I you know I, I think that regardless of if it's Nintendo Microsoft Ubisoft whoever there's still a media beat that they've planned out in their their. PR roadmap. And so, like, they're going to hit that. You know, Nintendo's going to have some sort of conference, some sort of direct that will happen, some sort of big reveals. I think that maybe it means we're looking at more demos coming to the eShop, hopefully. ESA also
1: said that they may coordinate an online experience. So, Mm -hmm. I would still, as you said, Zach, expect some form of press conferences, maybe a Nintendo Direct. But I don't. I've also heard rumors of a Nintendo Direct supposed to be happen this month. But mm-hmm. we expected there's, a ninny 's Direct over the week of GDC.
3: There's a lot of there's a lot of direct rumors flying around um, because it's been so long that we since we've had one, and then also after uh, you know the, the Mario Lego uh, mashup that was announced this week. Uh, there's a press release that went around that said. Uh, uh, revealed in the latest Nintendo Direct, and mm-hmm. then that was reissued almost mm-hmm. immediately, and said uh, de- revealed by Nintendo on Twitter this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, people were like, "Oh, there was supposed to be a direct." Like that's supposed to be, you know. Like, uh, to
2: to piggyback off the demos thing we were talking about for a second, um, I was thinking about this this morning. What 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 the sort of cancellation of E three means for you at home. Um, could be sort of good news because Nintendo has a precedent the last three or four years during E3 taking a bunch of the demos that were once exclusive to the show floor and releasing them to Best Buy and other sort of store kiosks. And they have a sort of pipeline for that with your Switch at home, which I think could circumvent that even more. Uh, I think it would be really, really awesome if they found out a way to take all of their show floor demos and Get them to your switch at home whether that means it's something that stays on there permanently if you look at like the way they handled um uh, demos on the 3ds uh where they had a limited play time or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Maybe it'll be something where you can you can log in and play it for 24 hours before it goes away, or it's something you get to keep permanently. I'm not sure. Or they'll they'll upload like expert let's plays uh, from their devs internally. I think there's an opportunity here to connect with people from home uh, on a bigger scale than they ever could just putting a couple demos at a Best Buy. So there's silver linings in all of this. You know, the the big show obviously going away is is devastating for a lot of people, but I do think that there uh, people will be quick on their feet to. Sort sort of figure out how to how to get those games to you at home mm-hmm. hope so
1: yeah. i hope so too yeah the the biggest impact is definitely indies and uh indie developers and contractors and yeah i mean there's so many more people who are expecting to have work through e3 as well and they yeah. don't have that as well, yep. yeah. Somebody yeah. tweeted
2: at me this morning saying that the um, South by Southwest canceling uh, cost the city of Austin three hundred and sixty million dollars. So these things cut deep, you know. It's it's hotels, it's restaurants, yeah. coffee shops, it's everything, all of the stuff that these things that bring into um, Gamescom. Just the other day, tweeted like, oh, it's you know we're still planning business as usual. Gamescom is like roughly five to six times bigger than E well, three international, an, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and it has the advantage of being. Two and a half months after. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see. We're, we're all yeah. playing this by ear mm-hmm. right now. Um, we'll see what I will, happens. I will say we're still figuring out internally what what will happen here. But, uh, I mean, I think we still plan to put on some kind of show for people. Hopefully, um, yeah. I, I can't see us not figuring out a way to connect those dots and help tell those stories from developers. Right. So um, even
1: if we just do it in the studios yeah. here. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. I mean we 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 were doing Beyond yesterday and we Skyped in Mitchell Salzman from LA to tell us about his Neo two review. Mm-hmm. Totally feasible thing to do on like mm-hmm. a, a Tuesday morning. I think it's I think it's it's something we're capable of here. To so.
3: quote the great literary work, the Ghostbusters film <laughs> one. Well, we've got the tools, we've got the talent. That's right. Yeah. the Ghostbusters film one
1: (laughs) (laughs) perfect so on to a little bit Happier news. Uh-huh. I don't even know if I can consider this news. It's just a thing that happens every year that we expect all the time because March 10th inevitably always happens. Yeah. And when you abbreviate March to Mar and then you add the 10, it kind of looks like Mario. So March yeah. 10th is, is Mario this Day. This is one of my
3: favorite marketing stretches <laughs> every year. It's like, oh, mark 10. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. Mario. Um, so we got two reveals this
1: week for Mario Day. And the first one is... Levi revealed a Mario Denim collection and it's coming out on April first. I don't know if that look is positive or, or horrified Zach, but it is definitely something full of emotion. It's coming
3: out on April first and I hope to God it's an April Fool's joke because those clothes <laughs> are fuggly. They are they look butt. I I will say I love I love Levi's. So do
2: you, right? Yeah, obviously. I'm, I'm, yeah, I think I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm literally. Wearing I said the... it
3: yesterday on. Yeah, I said it yesterday on IGN Plus. But like, I'm like this close to being a, like a corporate Levi shill because. Yeah. Seriously, seventy-five percent of my clothes are Levi's. Like all
1: of my favorite jeans are Levi's. Yeah,
3: my, I'm, I'm wearing Levi jeans right now. I'm wearing. I wear. A, I have
2: a bunch of jean jackets from them. I think that one of the things they do really well is like simple tea, uh, simple, uh, simplicity. Simple simplicity. <laughs> simplicity. This is my typo of the week. Um, the they have a very sort of like uh, subdued kind of like you know basic rustic poly- rustic yeah um, okay and i will say that they've they've collaborated with some of my favorite brands on earth recently and the results have been a bit loud yeah. they yeah. did a star wars line recently that was just like whoa that's a lot and then uh, now the mario stuff is just like uh, just hyper crazy all over prints so
1: the simplest pieces from this line is a jean jacket with a super mario patch on the back and different patches of like like, bowser and bullet bill and jean jacket
3: looks like
1: it looks like straight from the 90s
3: it it looks like when when you were in high school and you went to hot topic and you just bought like a bunch of patches and just like ironed them on like random places because it's just like here's a coin and there's a shell yeah but even even, mushroom and like
2: even that imbued like some sense of personal uh responsibility or sort of like creativity you did that because you did that this is like this is buying like pre-ripped jeans, basically. Yeah, um, yeah, and then the overalls, which I'm glad they're doing, because mm-hmm. like that's that's you can't
3: not do that for but Mario. Who, they look insane, but they're
1: also men's overalls, and men, I don't. I don't think I remember the last time I've seen a man wearing I've, overalls.
3: Uh, uh, actually, Brian and I wore overalls uh, semi-recently when we dressed as Mario and Waluigi yeah, right. on no Halloween. No way! Yeah. So
1: they're cosplay overalls. We
3: did. I no. think we both figured out that a
2: those overalls were incredibly stinky. Yeah, that's b, true. And uh, b they also like very... really
3: climbed up the butt. Yeah, goes yeah. Through,
2: goes right up the butt. And it's also very difficult to pee in those things. So my
1: my heart. Think of all those women wearing rompers out there. Right yeah, rompers
2: yeah. to the to the people <laughs> out there construction uh, who have to. To wear overalls, put the big hammer and, and such in the pockets. Um, I, good on you for figuring out you how know, to be in those.
3: You things. know what? Uh, I learned recently about construction workers. What, what did you Love learn? Hot fruit. Love they, a hot fruit. They do yeah. the they best. Do, the yeah. best afternoon
1: in the sun. Been in yeah. your lunchbox all mm-hmm. day. Hot fruit. Hot,
3: yeah, yeah, real hot. Bunch of hot grape
1: tasty.
2: Yeah,
3: that's Um, actually why Donkey Kong climbed to the top of that. I I will say, for those hot bananas, those roof bananas. (laughs) Janet, our very own Janet Garcia, said that she would be purchasing the shorts because she was like, I mean, whatever, we're all gonna die anyway. I'm gonna wear these loud ass shorts and just like go for it.
2: So, yeah, I I love that. I should caveat this that Zach and I feel this way specifically because we're old. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, like if you're 22, you're probably looking at this and be like, That's great. I love to wear loud all over all color prints. Old man yells at
1: the, and the shorts—the shorts are like mid to high-rise, patterned Mario-like tight women shorts. Yeah, I mean they're
3: booty shorts. Yeah, yeah.
1: They, they probably look good on a lot of people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean I'm not going to try try them. I
2: certainly will not be wearing those. Myself. I want to see
1: Zach and Brian in those booty shorts.
2: Oh, that that's that a, that in that's a request. Right I'm All fine. right, I'm going to HR.
1: Don't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they would look absolutely ridiculous. So oh. it's okay.
2: Uh, um, that said, we only saw a couple of pieces in yeah, this line. So I do more. hope that there's a couple of things that are a little more subdued. They also usually do t-shirts with these things. With the Star Wars ones, they were okay. It was like uh, high-res photos of like the original vintage 1970s action figures, but with a huge Levi's logo underneath. When I was like, "Uh," mm, but yeah. maybe we'll get something. Who yeah. knows?
3: Um, it's just crazy to me to compare this line. This collaboration with like the H and M line from a couple of years ago. Yeah, I was like that was so much more tasteful and so much mm-hmm. more well done. I feel like it was Uniqlo like, also. Yeah, all the yeah, things that's, that's, the Uniqlo. That's what, I yeah, that's what yeah. was. Uniqlo, yeah, okay. not H and M. No, yeah.
2: I was in Tokyo. Red is a Uniqlo line launched. That's a tough sentence. <laughs> and um, line. it was a huge, huge hit there. Yeah, and it was like sure. it was a huge hit I, here too. Yeah, it was awesome. It's it's just like you everywhere you looked, you saw people wearing like it was like very subtle. It was just like a white t shirt with a pocket that had Mario, yeah, Mario pop- popping out. Yeah, like yeah, stuff like that. Three
3: Three coins right here. Yeah, that's cool
2: yeah anyway
1: so we also got tease of lego mario yeah, yeah this, this is, is
2: super cool this is the stuff i'm so happy about.
1: i have a question though so it was just a teaser video on twitter that says it's a me lego mario and they show lego mario and so is this a super mario lego collaborating on a lego video game right. or are so they getting a are we getting a lego collection that's based the big on question
3: mario. yeah it's like does that mean that we're yeah is it lego sets in the nintendo theme or is it a Lego game featuring Nintendo characters or, or is it a Nintendo game that is based on Legos like, or, all or of is those it everything? Things. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know um, the
2: image that they used specifically in, in the video was really interesting because it didn't look like your typical minifig
3: No, he's got like a, a screen in the middle of yeah. his chest yeah
2: He had this sort of like digital readout thing on his chest with a question block on it. so I don't know if that's if that's going to play into it. Um, I do wonder this is so Nintendo has partnered with Connect. For a very long time, which to me was always like kind of a swing and a miss. They, they because, did Mario
1: Kart, didn't yeah, they? Yeah,
2: they did Mario Kart. There's entire like Mar- Mario Kart levels that you can buy and build. They do blind bags of uh, connect versions of minifigs of like the iconic Mario characters and you know Toad and all those guys. Uh, so it was always weird that they weren't just like here's lego mario Mm -hmm. like that felt like the perfect fit um because we got a lego sonic through lego dimensions before Mm -hmm. we got a lego mario which felt insane it's weird um but they uh some of the pricing we saw on some of the SKUs on this range from 399 to 99.99 which to me says that sets and yeah Mm -hmm. so we'll get mini figs, maybe in blind bags same deal uh and then the 99.99 set i have a feeling could be something like peach's castle with Mm -hmm. like six figures if you look at the way uh lego did the um disney world castle or disneyland castle mm-hmm. which just had like a whole bunch of minifigs in it like donald and daisy and all that um i think there's an opportunity for that here i really also hope they build just full-on lego like t- 2d mario level sets mm-hmm. yeah um nintendo's also partnered with jack specific for their like figurines and action figure line yeah. you've probably seen them in like toys r us and target over the last few years not toys r us rest in peace uh-huh. um, and one of the things they did really well is they made an entire set of basically new Super Mario Brothers inspired 2D levels that are play sets that have like little warp pipes and action figures and Bowser at the end. They did the same thing for Wind Waker, which is really cool. with like a series of sort of like yeah. interconnected sets. Yeah, I have
3: that. I have that. Yeah, like Some of those little Wind
2: Waker figures are great. Yeah, so doing that with a Lego set where you could build like basically Mario Maker style build out your own 2D levels would kick so much.
3: That would be be I, also, cool. I also would love – a. Um, a game in the vein of Lego dimensions. Like Lego dimensions is such an underrated game because it it allows you to swap those minifigs in and out on the fly. Like you could have the Ecto one with Sonic driving set in back to the future. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was a crazy sort of mashup Mm -hmm. thing. And like, I love that idea. Like if we could take what uh, Mario maker two is doing with like the Zelda uh, expansion and expound on that to like the entire Nintendo oeuvre like I'm super into that idea or,
2: or take like a Lego Star Wars Lego Jurassic Park I don't know what you call that series mm. but like take that approach but with the Mushroom Kingdom characters sure. I 100% did Lego Jurassic World I don't know what was going on <laughs> in my life at why the I, I just I was really into it and I kept playing and I was like oh, I'm I'm close to 100 I'll just I'll do it and right. the problem with that universe is that the roster of characters you care about collapses very quickly yeah there's once blue Yeah, and then uh, and Dennis Nedry, like Jimmy Fallon was unlockable in that game, uh, because because he played a voice of like Mr. DNA in like the sequel, Jurassic World. So that's how quickly they ran out of characters. Nintendo doesn't have that problem, is what I'm saying. So I I think of like a like co-op, split-screen brawler that you could play as the Mario Brothers and Waluigi and all them. Um, that has like a hundred different characters you can unlock from the Mushroom Kingdom, and maybe even Smash Brothers style. Open it up to other characters from Nintendo. It's
3: funny that you said that because like a lot of the conversation on social yesterday on Twitter around this this news was like, All right, "Let's do a Lego Smash, like a Lego yeah. Smash Brothers series, or the Lego like, of Zelda." Yeah, I mean that. W- I mean that's, that's such a that hint, was the isn't first it? thing. I know like we dropped this news into our Nintendo channel, and Brian and I immediately both were like, Zelda. "What about a Zelda <laughs> Lego set?" Like, yeah. <laughs>
1: So yeah, we might be get we will be getting something Lego and Super Mario
3: related. I think soon. I think the bottom line, either way, whatever we're getting, I think it's pretty clear that we're going to spend a lot of money on this. Yes, yeah. I and mean, this is like yeah. to look big picture here. This is part of
2: Nintendo's big push over the last few <laughs> years and the next few years to take this iconic character and move him to an audience outside of just games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that like in the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s they did a. Even two thousands, they did a pretty poor job of merchandising oh, yeah. these characters. Now they're making up for lost time. Yeah, totally. And so with that, and theme parks, and potential movies, like we're looking at some really big picture stuff to introduce Mario uh, and sort of you know solidify him for m- bigger and bigger generations. I, I've
3: said it before on the show, but I feel like Nintendo's philosophy around their characters and licensing was very much like absolutely not. Like yeah, Nintendo. This is a wall. This is a, a fortress around our IP. And now all of a sudden, it's like somebody just flipped the switch and they're like, oh, no, you can put it on jackets, you yep. can put it in Legos, you can do whatever you want with it now. Like, it's it's a great time to be a mm-hmm. Nintendo fan if you have a lot of money and want to buy a bunch yeah. of merch. Like, yeah. 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 Brian, and we might And uh,
1: we'll get to relive the nostalgia <laughs> senior of- desk. Uh, We'll get to relieve the nostalgia of stepping on a Lego and then looking down and it being Bowser. and then Hey, mad at him that would be the worst reason. Lego God, to step yeah.
2: on. That's a very, spiky, very spiky. <laughs>
1: already spiky <laughs> Lego. But also, speaking of spending money, until March 14th, you're going to get $20 off Super Mario Maker 2, Super Mario Party, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, Tokyo 2020, and Yoshi's Crafted World. These deals are available on eShop and other retail stores like Amazon, GameStop, Target. I
3: have a question. Yes. What's, what's missing from that list?
1: Mario Odyssey. Yeah,
3: why is not Mario Odyssey on this? Oh, Cuz yeah.
1: uh you got to pay full price for the premium product. That
3: sucks so much. I was like <laughs> one that's one of the best games on this, on the Switch. All right, we're yeah. canceling
1: Mario Day. We're done. Why? Yeah, that that is that's the Mario
3: game yeah. on Switch. Yeah.
1: It is. It is. And like Yoshi's Crafted World, like Mario's it. Yeah, is, is Mario's
2: not in that game? No, you get you get to like I think you can like get his skin or whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the,
0: you know what I mean? isn't
1: um, okay, you can Help also get uh, 20% off Mario merch on the Nintendo online store, but you have to redeem that offer with 450 platinum points. Mm. So that's it for Mario Day. You got some um, deals, I you got w- some I new things. one more Mario Day yes. note.
3: In honor of Mario Day, I uh, played the original New Super Mario Brothers on my Nintendo Third Dimension S for a little while, and that... I'm not a fan, a huge fan of the whole series, but that first game is still like a top tier Mario. Oh game. yeah, yeah, that yeah. game rules. The DS one? Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that game. I, I played through like the first three worlds last night, and was like, "This is great." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think
1: you're you're maybe reminiscing a bit off of uh, last week's discussion on the on 3DS? I think
3: so. Yeah, yeah
1: that's good. So now on to some news. I think one of the bigger prop. It, it's not. Like a huge topic, but uh, Reggie Fizemi was joined GameStop Board of Directors, and um, he's brought on to help guide GameStop, GameStop,
3: GameStop, <laughs>
1: GameStop, he's coming in here, he's going to guide GameStop, <laughs> um, guide GameStop back to profitability. He said, on Twitter, the gaming industry needs a healthy and vibrant GameStop. I look forward to being a part of GameStop court board and helping to make this happen. Uh, GameStop hasn't been doing too great recently.
3: This yeah. is such a weird move for me. Yeah. Like Like... To me, this seems like such a weird move on his part because it's like, why jump on a sinking ship? Like, I Maybe I don't understand. he's
1: bored and wants to make a difference. Yeah. I mean, being on the board of directors doesn't necessarily mean it's a full-time job. It right, could right. just be like a consulting. It's like an advisory
3: role. Yes, like, exactly, yeah.
1: that are called in occasionally to look at the big picture of GameStop's mm-hmm, plans.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, when Reggie joined Nintendo, they weren't really at right. the top of the world anymore. Yeah, you know? They I were mean, post-N64. Things were sort of looking... Grim. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we annualized the conversation where we say, this is it for Nintendo. They're going out of business. They're going yeah. third-party. Mario's coming to Xbox. Never happens. Mm-hmm. Probably never will happen. But uh, that, was, that, was, that was a pretty dark time, specifically. Sure. I remember people being like, third party's going away. System sales are down. PlayStation's here. They're crushing it. Xbox just showed up. Um, and then Reggie came in around the GameCube era and like really turned things around.
3: Yeah, I wonder if this is not his move to sort of position himself as kind of like the Leia Iacocca of the video games industry and in that like he's a fixer, you know, mm-hmm. like yep. if if I think the biggest story would be if GameSpot GameStop <laughs> GameStop I do that all the time if GameStop turned it around in the next, you know, year to two years. I think the the story would be like, oh, Reggie, Reggie did it. Like mm-hmm. he came in there and like whipped them into shape and got you know yeah. their business up and running yeah. again.
1: And right now, uh, GameStop is already kind of experimenting with a few different models in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We have a whole story about that, and uh, I think uh, Matt Kim wrote an article about how GameStop is trying to save themselves with these experimental uh, shops. They have four different models right now. They have GameStop 2.0, which is like GameStop but better and adds new community spaces. GameStop sh- Social, which is all about community spaces has a ton of different gaming bays and co-op setups, and then they also have GameStop Retro, which is designed to collect the best library of old pre-owned games, and also has setups for retro games with like old TVs and arcade systems. And lastly, there's GameStop Pop, which will have a lot of like pop culture uh, merchandise, like stuffed Funko animals, and cars and
3: t-shirts, and, and, yeah. and yeah, all of that stuff. Uh,
1: Are any of these good ideas?
2: Well. Okay, I'll, I'll be the one to say this. Uh, they were, maybe, mm-hmm. but not this year.
3: Right. Yeah. Now, now like it's a totally different story. This,
2: this is a mm-hmm. really tough year to launch a bunch of sort of experiential social places and revitalize your brand by bringing people together in a small space yeah. together to hold things and share them. Um so that's an uphill battle. There's also the reality that uh, I think a lot of people in general are going to be a lot of doing a lot less brick and mortar shopping because of this. Um, you'll see online sales go up even more mm-hmm. than they already were. Uh, GameStop's big hail mary for 2020 uh, is brand new consoles coming out and. Mm-hmm. As of right now, it seems like that'll be business as usual, hopefully. But with a lot of the parts of those uh, manufacturing pipelines happening in places that are specifically impacted by this virus, um, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of uh, either new consoles being delayed or being supply constrained considerably. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, this is a really tough year for for I mean, this to be happening. It was
1: even it was even tough before this. I mean, yeah. I, arcades were being shut down left and right. Those kind of spaces were not doing well. Mm-hmm. Like, and GameStop was trying to redo it. And also, I don't know if they would be renting out these spaces to people who want to come in, or they just let it open to be free. Because I don't know. I used to work at a GameStop, and one of the Same. My The bane of my existence while working there was parents treating games up as a daycare and yeah, just yeah. dropping like, their just kids, kids off.
3: Yeah, just kids coming and just playing Wii U for however yeah, and long. And I mean, and, if yeah. they
1: if they stayed on the system and just sat there and quiet and did it, I did not bother them. But some of them would go around and just wreck things, like yeah. hang out around on the gondolas, like take piles of games and put them on the floor and leave them there.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, like, how does that so, work? Like a bunch of I don't know, like stone twenty-two year old kids show up, and then also like there's a six year old kid who wants to play Smash Brothers. Do they all just hang out. Yeah. Like how does that work? They like, they
1: they did in the article Matt did. They Smash were discussing like maybe they would do a have for kids parties. They would rent it out, and then after a certain time in the day, they would make it uh, eighteen, like sixteen or up, or just have a different age groups based yeah. on the time of days. But there's a lot of experimenting to go. But yeah, I don't. I don't know how this would work. Um, I I would have loved the idea of these when I was a kid. Because I spent so much time, like, as a teenager, I spent a lot of time just wandering parking lots in front of movie theaters because I had nothing better to do. And I would have just gone to GameStop. But also, I probably wouldn't have bought anything. So, I don't know.
2: I mean, that's the thing. It's like you're, uh, I'll say that, like, I'm happy that they're trying something because there's a lot of companies, like, say, Sears, Mm-hmm. That did literally nothing, yeah. right? And yeah. they just were like, "Oh, we're it'll, it'll be fine," and it wasn't. Right? I still
1: get emails from them occasionally, where it's like, "Here's ten dollars, please buy How? something." How
2: is that's like getting emails from a ghost?
1: <laughs> I I just don't unsubscribe from anything. Yeah. I get emails from no all uh, of the things. I
2: I'm I'm glad that they're trying something. I just don't really see like kids coming in and buying like bags of chips and like Mountain Dews and paying five bucks to play smash brothers for an hour or a mm-hmm. fortnight, um, saving the brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the hope is that when you're in the store, you'll spend a bunch of money on stuff. But like, I just don't really see that happening. Like the thing is like, I, I've been, I've shot in a lot of, uh, like indie, indie game stores, retro game stores, all over the right. world for, for the travel show we do, Fast Travel. And the running theme that a lot of them have is that they provide a service that doesn't exist anywhere else in the community, but also they do have nights and weekends and afternoons mm-hmm. where they invite people in for tournaments and stuff yeah. like that. And those, those work twofold with each other. I think that like... If this store, if the store was like a little bit of a retro store mixed with a little bit of like a community tournament thing, there's room for something like that there. But the issue here, and I know you guys all know this, is that most GameStops are considerably small. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, the size of a Mm walk-in closet. There's like, they're at a mall, you know. they're, They're the size of like a hot dog cart, basically. And you go in and you're like, what am I supposed to do in here? Like, how hey, do you They
1: are yeah i guess they are reorganizing things to make it seem like a bigger space mm-hmm. and are making their more social um focused stores to be bigger um, as, as a whole but yeah we'll just i guess we'll just have to see if they actually Let's see
3: what reggie has to say about
1: it yeah if, if they'll expand any of these out of tulsa oklahoma and i'm not i'm not gonna lie i have play playing in store demos have had me pre-order games on the spot same. Like, Shadow of the Colossus, I played that demo in a GameStop, and then I pre-ordered it, and it became mm-hmm. one of my favorite games. But now I could just download it, the demo yeah. at home. Sure. Yeah. So, I don't know.
3: And you can play in your sweatpants then.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Don't have to leave Oh, the don't house. worry.
2: You can definitely still go to GameStop in your sweatpants, my friend. <laughs> you can. <laughs> Touche. <sighs> that's, a, that's a big thing there. <laughs>
1: Now, that's that's kind of the biggest news this week we can talk about everything else next week because none of it is coming out anyway so anyway news game new games out this week um there isn't a ton of this either but I did want to point out this game called translation it comes out on the 13th for only 6.99, and it's a it's a language learning game but if you look mm-hmm. at videos of it you're kind of playing a glowing dot and you are they will flash a word on the screen for you, like party, and then if you're trying to learn Spanish, they will show you other words that come up on the screen. But there's kind of obstacles in the way, and you have to like race the clock to get to the correct one. Okay. Um. So it's kind of like a gamified flash card game. Neat. Oh, cool. Yeah. Might be interesting. I don't know. The music was kind of hype. And if you buy it now, you'll get four games for free, including Free Sale Solitaire DX, Pizza Bar Tycoon, um, 2038... <laughs> Pizza bar, Pizza taco. I'm in. <laughs> well, there you go. You also get uh, 2038 battles and flow lines versus. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting for anyone trying to learn a language in school right now. It might be something interesting to pick up. Um, also coming out this week is My Hero One's Justice Two, which is a fighting game based around the anime My Hero Academia. It, it comes out on the 13th for sixty dollars. The original score is seven in 2018. Uh, I played it a little bit. It was fun. Oh yeah. It also spoiled a huge plot twist because I was uh, watching the anime and not reading the manga, oh, and bummer. the anime wasn't uh, caught up yet to the game, and I was very upset. That's a bummer. <sighs> yeah. was, uh, and then I had to I had to contain it inside and not tell any of my friends for like six months and be like, "That that's the thing that got spoiled for me." Soon oh, that sucks. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, we've also got Yoga Master out on thirteenth for twenty four ninety nine. There's a launch sale for nineteen ninety nine, and it uses the Joy-Con for one hundred and fifty yoga poses. Ooh. i'm i'm kind of interested in this not gonna lie we'll how see many,
2: how many yoga poses can you name
1: uh i don't know like six
2: that's that's great <laughs> i think i can probably do two do it sun salutation yeah a downward, downward dog. dog
3: that's those that's the biggest ones. happy one. baby child pose child pose um, chair pose cartwheel hot watermelon and
1: mm, yeah hot banana
2: reaching for the top shelf <laughs>
1: Those are all perfect yoga poses. Try them today, at your own risk. Um, Half Past Fate is out on the twelfth for nineteen ninety nine. Also has a launch sale, of fifteen ninety nine. And this is a rom com adventure a game. Rom
3: com adventure. I like <laughs> the sound of that. That's sweetie.
1: Pixel art style, and um, it the story jumps between an eight year period and tells the story of six different people. Interesting. Um, are we?
3: Just well, sorry. One one quick note. One quick note. Uh-huh.
1: Are we skipping this? I mean, we could we. We can, we can go back. We can go back, Zach. Okay. You want to talk about it? Famitsu has released its review of Animal Crossing New Horizons. I thought this might turn into a 30 minute long discussion, which is why it was Skippy Date.
3: But I mean, let's go not back. Really, there's not really a ton that we have to say about this yet. But yeah. yeah.
1: But it got a 30 out of 40. Two reviewers gave it a 9, and the other two gave it a 10. So Famitsu really, really liked this game.
3: Sounds like it's a good Animal Crossing.
1: It did get one point less than the previous Animal Crossing New Leaf.
3: Yeah,
2: well, and I believe two points less than do? Nintendo Dogs.
1: So um, it's a terrible game. Just the worst. I'm kidding. It's not. I wouldn't know. I'm trusting Famitsu.
2: Do you do that thing at restaurants where like, you eat all the food and the waiter comes and you're like, we hated it?
1: Yeah. I never do that. <laughs> is, I hate is that's it. What that sounded like. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we certainly didn't like that. <laughs> it was the worst. No. Um, I, it was
3: disgusting. My dad me. actually does
1: that every time. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, dad.
3: Come that's on. such a dad move. That's such <laughs> yeah. <a>, that's a <laughs> tremendous dad energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: I guess I'll, I'll go over this too, just real quick. The Legend of Zelda Hyrule Historia is getting a digital re- release on April 14th for 24.99 on Kindle. That was a really awesome physical book that yeah. tried to make Zelda into a timeline and do yeah, a bunch I, of other things. Yeah,
3: for a long time it was like the authority on the the Zelda timeline. I, I I think Hyrule Historia is so cool. I own all those big dumb Zelda art books. Me too. Um, I think Hyrule Historia is so awesome. I, it's weird to me that it would be in a digital format because like I I want to I want to read I want to hold that yeah. big book. Yeah, but, you know it's like probably fifteen to twenty dollars cheaper this way, so that's What's cool.
2: What's the most recent one they did that had the special edition and like Those the gold? Ne- yeah, yeah that, that book too. is so good. Yeah, it has so tons cool. of concept art from like the NES mm-hmm. Zelda's that like is rarely republished in yeah. in that in that format.
3: Yeah, I love it.
1: It's a good time. So, where are you guys playing this week?
3: Um. Yeah, I'm still playing Mega Man Zero, the toughest game of all time. Um, tougher
1: than dark souls and blood my god
3: that game is hard yeah yeah i mean i would no not tougher just harder in a different way okay. because like i was talking to max scoville about this a little bit but like those mega man games essentially you, when you get to those difficult boss fights and stuff it becomes a rhythm game mm-hmm. you know where you're like okay, I have to remember the rhythm and the pattern and how to, like, dodge. But, like, Mega Man Zero does a weird thing that I've not seen in other Mega Man games where some of that stuff is so erratic and unpredictable that, like, I spent over an hour fighting one boss last weekend Mm. and was, like, furious over it. But... In the same vein, like when I did beat that boss, I was filled with like so much elation that it was like great. Now on to the next level. Like I I just I love Mega Man games, and I missed all of the Zero games. So like I'm I'm stoked to be playing this one. That's so different because you you know it's a combination of uh, hack and slash and uh, traditional Mega Man shooting, and then you also have all these fun power ups you can use. It's a it's a really cool series, and I highly recommend it.
1: What about you, Brian?
2: I have been playing this game called Kunai. Oh, yeah. Okay. K-U-N-A-I.
3: AI, yeah. Did you guys check that out? No, but I've heard a lot about it.
2: Uh, at first, it's Really I was, cool art style. Yeah. At yeah. first, I was like, I don't know if I'd be into this because it's uh, sort of like a comical Metroidvania where the protagonist has an iPad for a face. And I was like, okay, that sounds like not something what? I'd be really into. Um, but then it totally kicks ass. Yeah. It's really, really good. Um, it's a... Really solid Metroidvania. You can switch your costume out pretty quickly in the game. You unlock new powers. The art style is really good. Player movement's really good. Um, yeah, look into it. Kunai, K U N A I. Yeah, yeah. Whatever we did there. Yeah, uh,
3: <laughs> Tom. Tom played this uh, and talked about it on the show a couple a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and he really liked it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool game.
1: Man, I was really hoping to have Pear or Justin on today to talk about Murder by Numbers with me, but they're uh. not. I already talked about this last week. I'm still playing Murder right by Numbers. Uh, man, this thing gets hard. Picross can be hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I've actually never. I I realize I haven't played a Picross in like thirteen years. Whoa! So yeah, I That's completely forgot. Rusty, yeah, huh? it's just done, and yeah. I totally I get the basic strategy, but sometimes I'm looking at a, a grid, and all of the numbers are under four. Yeah. So it's like how do i figure this out and i am unsure and i want tips i need tips
2: that that stuff breaks my brain yeah. like I'll, I'll i'll be in like i've i've played all the picross games i really love them especially the ones on switch uh picross 1 2 and 3 and then i'll 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 get to a certain point about halfway through all the puzzles where i'm like I'm an idiot. <laughs> like I, I lost I lost the player language here. It's yeah. gone to me. Yeah. But Justin and Pear specifically play those games with like no hints and like mm-hmm. no no errors. Or whatever you can do to modify it to make it as hard as possible, that's what they do. And I always play like a big baby.
3: So I, I feel like at this point, like I, like I saw Matt Kim tweet this and I was like, That's also me. But it's like I don't know how to Play Picross, and at this point, like, it's too late to ask a guy, you know? I really want to play Murder by Numbers because I hear it's very fun, mm-hmm. but I'm also very intimidated so, by the, the number crunching.
1: Murder by Numbers did give you a really great tutorial teaching you the basics of how to figure these out. Cool. It's just, so, you have a grid of, say, like, ten, and then you know seven blocks have to be filled in, and mm. they have to be touching each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you kind of know, like, seven... There's only so many places seven can fit, so you know at least four blocks in that grid in the center have to be filled in okay yeah so then you go by line by line doing that so I do that and you basically go down from biggest numbers to smallest numbers. Yeah. But when there are no rows or columns that have a big enough number to guarantee at least one square needs to be filled in, that's kind of where my brain breaks. Yeah, that's
2: it's 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 like taking the first step, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, oh great, yeah. well that's intimidating and terrifying. Yep. But it's I think it's really cathartic once you start yes. chipping away at those puzzles because yeah. you feel really good, but it does the opposite thing where you feel like a total idiot when you can't get it. Um, yeah. But yeah. I just, I just I, gotta get better. I'll say yeah. that... Like, like all of the Picross what games. What else can you do? <laughs> all the Picross games on Switch, for the most part, do a really good job of tutorializing early on. So they'll teach you the rules pretty quickly, um, and they're regularly fairly cheap. I think you dig it. Like yeah. it's a, it's like a really kind of soothing way to wind down at the end of a very crazy mm-hmm. day.
3: Is to just kind of sit there and tap on your screen and draw a little squares only there was another soothing wind down game that was coming out soon that i could invest time haven't in. heard of one guys
1: that game's already out it's called rune factory 4 special
3: ah, you know that one <laughs> it's okay never heard of it
1: still playing that one too still playing smite i have too many games i want to play right now but on to question block
3: yeah question block this
1: one is from Pete from melbourne he says, Hi NBC crew, quick question. Hello. Although Nintendo's production of Amiibo seems to have slowed down to a crawl, which Nintendo character would you most love to see amiiboized if you could make it happen? Mm. Craid, Samurai Goro, something else?
2: Oh man. Yeah, F Zero Amiibo would have been really cool. I'd rather they do Hot Wheels, though. Um yeah, who what like what lines haven't they done? Like what they did Starf I mean, pretty much everyone got yeah. Accounted for in Smash. Mm-hmm. And then we've,
3: had, we've had like a lot some third party amiibo support, right? Like have they made third party amiibo characters? Um, uh there's yeah. a couple. Uh like Shovelmite. Shovel Knight first.
2: Bayonetta. Uh, Bayonetta, yeah. Oh they yeah. got Simon uh, Belmont. Someone
1: from Dark they got a Dark Souls amiibo. Yeah, there's
2: a Dark Souls Amibo. Oh, that's Souls right. Uh, there's, there's a, a Diablo amiibo. amiibo.
3: Uh okay. So in that vein, I would like a Geralt amiibo from The Witcher. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's a really okay. good one. Yeah. I mean, he is on the
1: Switch now. Yeah. Oh, Doom Guy. And then we can have Doom Guy and Isabella stand oh, next to each other. It'd be very
2: idea. cute. Nah, um very I, I wish we had gotten a um, a 2D Super Mario line, um, whether that was pixel art or paper Mario style. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the Game and Watch ami- amiibo, like yeah. that one, how it like
3: looks how it looks flat. Yeah, yeah, it looks
2: paper thin. Like a whole uh paper Mario line like that would have been really cool. Um Man, yeah. And they they've they've really only done a fraction of Pokemon if you think about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I we can't expect them to do all the Pokemon.
2: No, I mean, can't even expect them to put all the Pokemon in Pokemon. Like,
1: I love Pokemon, and I I still haven't even Brian. I'm sorry. Don't don't remind Mareep.
2: <laughs> I'm not <laughs> in the dark times. Um, I'm not sure that thing can hear.
1: <laughs> look at these huge ears. Of course she can hear you. Gosh.
2: I think those are earmuffs. Horns. specifically designed whatever block brian don't horns. don't be
1: bully don't those, bully the big sheep
2: those are noise canceling horns <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Yeah, those are our answers, Uh, I believe.
1: Yes. (laughs) This next question is from Ryan Ryan D. He says, hey, NBC crew, love the show. I love the 3DS, and it is clearly on the way out, if not already. But do you think they'll release a special Encore system like they did with the GBA Micro? I love my GBA Micro and would love the same treatment for 3DS. More luxurious feel with metal buttons and whatnot. What are your thoughts?
3: Oh, man. I think there's room for, like, a legacy... uh, 3ds that is akin to this. Like I don't know if it's financially something Nintendo would invest in at this point. That the Game Boy Micro was in such limited release and yeah, it's like so hard to find, mm-hmm. incredibly expensive now. um I don't know if it would make a lot of sense for Nintendo business wise to to put out a 3ds in the same vein. Like I could see them doing maybe a like a, a DS because that was much more popular. Yeah. But I don't know. Doing a, like a... I have the craziest itch on my nose right now. Jesus Christ. Don't touch your face. I know. I'm trying so hard not to touch my face. Doesn't it suck? It's terrible. Everything is terrible. The worst thing, the the most thing that I've learned out of this whole coronavirus situation is that I constantly touch my face all the time. Yep. Mm -hmm. All the time. You gotta hold, you gotta
1: hold, you gotta get hand sanitizer just in your pocket. Every time you want to touch your face, just...
2: I was us. on the bus yesterday. and I was it up. Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's
2: horrible. Um, I would kill for a clamshell Game Boy Micro that had two screens. That'd be good. Like just like a tiny little, little baby guy. that like was yeah. essentially a 3DS. Yeah, because the 3DS has like we've talked about this before. It has like a, the like probably the best lineup of Zelda games on a, in a single place. Yeah, um, this is one of my favorites of all time. So yeah. we'll see. I don't really see it happening to, to echo what Zach's saying. Like the micro wasn't really like a huge success for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they probably waited a little too long for it. We've also had so many different DSs and 2DSs and 3DSs yeah. and XLs. Maybe
1: maybe if they do it for Christmas time this year, people yeah. might be interested in it. Yeah. But
3: Uh, can we can we do justin's question next yes sweet
1: from justin Belinsky, splatoon revolutionized the shooter genre with the nintendo twist what would a nintendo 5 souls like look like breath of the Mm. wild doesn't count in my opinion
3: say okay so saying breath of the wild doesn't count is like such a harsh move in this regard Mm -hmm. because a master mode is so unbelievably hard yeah like the master trials master sword trials on master mode is unbelievably hard um I don't know. I think when Breath of the Wild first came out, we talked a lot about how Soulsy it was almost. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just in terms of like, hey, I have never played a Zelda game where I died 6 times in the first, you know, few hours. Yep. Um in terms of what other Souls-type games, I think Metroid. Metroid would yeah. be the Metroid. one. Yeah, that's Metroid one. would be the one. Just make a tough as hell Metroid game. Yep, I think that'd be really, really cool. Make it first or third person,
2: open world ish, where Samus is basically bounty hunting all over all these like you, insane environments. And
3: yeah, you were playing Remnant from the Ashes. And yeah, that's like an interesting game because it's a Souls like shooter. Yeah, which we don't get a ton of. Mm. Like most Souls games, Souls like games are are Maybe. sword and board. Yeah, yeah. and so like. Uh, I I really like the idea of a Metroid game in the same vein as like Remnant.
2: Yeah, especially if like the game starts off and there's a couple of like low level enemies over here, but to the left there's yeah. Kraid, and you can go fight him immediately and die immediately. But you're like, oh wow, that's an option. Yeah. Like that's what I love about those games the most. You know, I always think about like that first, first street on Bloodborne where there's that guy with the axe off to the side. Mm-hmm. And, like you can go down there and get your butt kicked if you want, or you're better off just. Can, you know going, keep going going to the right and I, yeah. through, I started yeah. playing
1: Bloodborne too that's the thing I'm, I'm playing too many games
2: everyone's playing that game now and it makes me so happy yeah, yeah. It,
3: that, that so I was thinking about this the other day but like Bloodborne is one of those games like Breath of the Wild where there are so many portions of that game that I can like almost close my eyes and navigate yep. because I've played it so those portions so many times oh so love it love it great stuff. Yeah. Good that. question too, Justin. Thank mm-hmm.
1: you. Yeah, thank you. Uh next question, we already talked about Lego. Here. This one is from Mark Carabin. He says, "Nintendo always has fun crossover items in Animal Crossing games like Master Sword, Metroid, etc. What items would you like to see in New Horizons?" Personally, I want Isabelle to give us Doom guy helmet and say her best friend wanted me to have it.
3: I want a chain um, chomp like, like in Link's Awakening that you can put out in front of your house and to like it. it's like parts of people running so, by. It's such a good idea! I, uh, just a chain chomp, especially because you can put stuff outside now. Yeah. Um I've always
2: wanted. I know we'll never get like functional NES games again, mm-hmm. but I do want yeah. for Nintendo Online subscribers to have basically an unlockable NES kiosk that boots into the NES and SNES games app yep. that lets you play those games from your Animal, from Crossing, Animal Crossing house. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah but it would be so damn adorable.
3: Yeah, I I I was thinking that same thing. Like that would be such a, a nice addition to just be able to boot into those yep. those systems. But that that's weird back end stuff because that already boots like a game.
2: Yeah. So it'd be
3: like booting a game within a game, which inception. is inception. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, that'd be really difficult <laughs> back end. Uh,
2: they do a really good job of having like a Mario set every single time around, so I want to see that. Um the Zelda stuff has been like Represented, but not yeah. in a major way.
1: I mean, since we can put stuff outside, I would really I want a great Deku tree. Yeah, can I have that? Just a giant, would oh, that be cool?
2: Yeah, would you still yeah. hit it with an axe?
1: No, he just lives, leave him <laughs> alone <laughs>
2: and talks. <laughs> Um, well, the, they'll
1: say hello sometimes
2: there's always like four or five different types of blocks from mario and a pipe and you know the the fire bar and all that kind of stuff uh even mario kart items but for zelda we usually only just get like there's a triforce that like if you interact with it animates like the link to the past at mm-hmm. the beginning intro um and also a master sword and some pots but yeah i want more and more of all stuff mm-hmm. more and more metroid stuff
3: yeah Ooh, i
1: would love the pots mm-hmm. Pots everywhere
3: um We should should do Dave's question. One last question. I I know we're almost at time, yeah, but this is a good question, too. All right.
1: From David Opinko, which game on Switch have you put the most hours into and why? Mine is Super Mario Odyssey because it controls better than probably any other game I've played.
2: Oh, man.
1: I mean, so mine used to be Breath of the Wild and then Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. Spire. I was going to say yours has to be Slay the Spire. Yeah. I've played more than 150 hours in that game now. Uh, Why? It's... I, I've told you guys why I love Slay the Spire so many times now I know I know everyone is so sick of me talking about it yeah I've um, heard of it now I'm just waiting for the new fourth character to come out and then I will throw myself back into it
2: um it's definitely Brought of the Wild for me Fortnite weirdly I put a lot of hours in that on Switch uh Link's Awakening I think I played through that game three or four times because I was helping you guys with the guide yeah. so i I play like when I look at my stats, I'm like, "Whoa, what happened there?" Like that's a you know 12 hour yeah, game. Yeah, guide does game to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I imagine uh, uh, you know, ask me again in 10 days or whatever when Animal Crossing comes out because I think that's going to be the one I, I can see myself.
3: It a, it'll give Breath of the Wild a run for its money for yep. sure. Mine is mine is also Breath of the Wild by like a insane margin. Like I I think I have well over 400 hours in that across multiple accounts. I've played it multiple times in master mode and normal modes you know it's like sometimes i'll do a run where i just do the divine beast and go straight for gannon sometimes i'll i'll really take my time and do all the the trials and you know like really like search for stuff it's the best game ever made Mm -hmm. it's the best game ever made and that's why i i've Sunk so many hours. I'm sure you'll be we saying also, that
1: until Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. Zach Maybe.
3: and I did, we played Lied that
2: together. game together, yeah. on it wasn't even on either of our accounts. Yeah. Right? On oh, like a work switch. Yeah, even that's think what about I mean. That. Was like, yeah. yeah was I have like, there's another was probably, 60, I was say hours, 60 hours. There. hours.
3: That was probably another 60 hours. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: that is about all the time we have left. Thank you so much for watching, guys. Thank you for joining me here yeah, with you. Big Sheep Marie. Uh, thank you, Logan Plant, for helping as always, and Tayo, our producer, and all of you at home tuning in and listening to us talk about. Things like sheep and why Breath of the Wild is the best game ever again for, like, Yet for again. the
3: time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the so, 300th consecutive week. Yep. <laughs>
1: but it's fine because it's mm. true. So why not talk about it? And remember, mm. you can tune into NVC on your favorite podcasting platform every Thursday at 3 p.m. And remember, this is the only place you can.
2: Get the, the sheep. thing. The sheep. What?